to blow your mind. This is where the magic happens. <laughs> Ryan had just asked if we have a game plan, and that was the game plan. It's a blow. Ryan's mind specifically, but also hopefully yours too. We're with Aslan today. Aslan Barry. Hello. She is... Uh, a million things that I'm going to let her tell you about, but uh, most specifically, I met Aslan working with our shaman, Sarah, and the first time we spoke, because we'd been in some workshops together, and um, you said, how do I know you? And I was like, we've been on workshops together, and you go, no, it's it's not just that. And, I, and I've never said anything like this to somebody I barely know, and I knew that you were like you know, doing stuff as well, you know, not just someone showing up to meditate. Right. But I replied, uh, well, I worked as a crow in the land of the dead. And oh. you go, oh, that's where it is. I was a bookkeeper in the land of the dead. I was. And it, it was, was eerily natural. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so tell us, tell us about your background and all your crazy woo. If I've heard you give the summary so many times and it blows my mind. Um, well, uh, when I was six years old, I threw my first protective circle. Um, like most people that do these kinds of things when they were young, uh, I, I didn't really think I was playing a game in this instance. Wait, so you were doing this like on purpose? Yes. Oh, took, this wasn't just like a thing that happened as a kid. No. I'm pretty I sure took, I quoted Aslan in one of the episodes when we saw It 2 together. And she she really <laughs> put her finger on it. She said, this feels like an awakening for all the kids who have sight. Like this mm-hmm. is, it, it is like that. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It definitely feels like yeah. that. So you were six years old. I was six years old and I took all of my stuffed animals into this little <laughs> like attic room where I had already been kind of talking to people. Um. And I literally took all of my stuffed animals and I lined them up by strength and gave them different directions and faced them out and told them that they were going to protect me. For the wow. Day. And I slept inside that circle consistently. Wow. Consistently. You powered them up first. Right. Well, I'm pretty sure I was talking to spirits and guides yeah. and they were just kind of taking the personality of the stuffed animals so I could speak to them more easily. Um, yeah. When I was eight years old, I did my first healing. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my friends had actually, her body was preparing to start her period early at nine years old. <gasps> um, and we were playing and she doubled over and started holding her stomach and crying. And I did what came naturally. I took my marbles. I took my stone <laughs> on her stomach and I dumped water into her belly button and across her stomach. And within like five, 10 minutes, we were back playing. Wow. The thing for her is she started her period and started having it every two weeks, and it continued that way for quite a while. Oh, my God. That is a, a curse. Months. That sounds yeah. brutal. Oh. Okay. So, the that does sound like a curse. Yeah. Every two weeks. I mean, as a man, obviously, I've never experienced... I mean, I make a joke of that the, my man period oh. makes me girl crazy, mm-hmm. but um, that's it's much different than actually well, having a... a the female cycle. Yeah. Well, and especially for a child because she started when she was like nine, not even 10 yet. That's, I don't even remember. I don't even remember being nine years old. Like that's how young I was. (laughs) Oh, I do. I remember infancy though. I've got a real big juicy memory. Yeah. It blows my brother's mind. The things I can tell him details that I could tell you about. And, and I, I think it's, uh, real memories because I didn't fill in the cracks with uh-huh. the story. A lot of times when we construct memories, we actually yep. construct them and fill in the cracks. But I have like blips and flashes and I can tell you some of the verbatim things that were said. My my first memory was from when I was one. Um, and I, I, I kind of did that. I was like, oh, my boyfriend, my brother's 
girlfriend is so beautiful. Turns out it was my aunt. <laughs> wow. I have a memory of my aunt pushing me when I was a newborn in our trailer park that my grandparents owned. It wasn't like we were trash. We were royalty, basically. Nothing wrong with trash. We were trash <laughs> royal. Also, trailer parks have come a long way. I don't know why I'm being defensive. I guess because I lived in a trailer many times. Yeah, there's nothing life. wrong with a trailer Thank park. you. So my aunt's pushing me, and I remember her stopping this little old couple uh, wanted to see the baby and my aunt was really young and I remember knowing she was lying and telling them that I was hers <laughs> and I mean I was seeing like I saw my protective angel I had this black angel with black wings who, wow. would, who was always with me and uh, the first like an- we had dogs but the first animal I remember seeing I was crawling in our strawberry patch because mm-hmm. our trailer was on a crick not a creek a crick is what they called it in mm-hmm. Pennsylvania and um, I was crawling through my mom strawberry patch and I came face to face with a turtle eating a strawberry and it blew my mind and I'm like an infant and I was like this is what I'm here for like it was that <laughs> moment I have so many infants yeah other animals as they eat. <laughs> and it was like the turtle have just you, kept eating I didn't even scare have it. you seen videos of that sense because they look like vampires when they eat strawberries they do they do <laughs> yeah I've got a bloodlust <laughs> I guess compared to like a black angel turtle is nothing <laughs> true they do true. they look like they have a bloodlust oh yeah oh yeah so you're six years old yeah uh, and mm-hmm. already tapped into like let's just call it for the sake of right now for like energy work Mm -hmm. uh and you know charging and all this other Mm -hmm. kind of stuff um do you have siblings? I do. I have four older brothers. And to be honest, I feel like uh, the veil for children is a lot thinner. Yeah. And it continues. It's only as we learn more like socially, how to participate socially, that we start to kind of close that area down. Because otherwise, we would be talking to we wouldn't call them spirit guides. We would just say, oh, yeah, my imaginary yeah. friend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whenever they somebody stay with us, we wouldn't shut them out. Yep. Whenever I hear about a kid with an imaginary friend, I'm like, oh, that's great. Right? Yeah. Children <laughs> truly are magic. Vision. Yeah. I mean, it's the same way with, like, being able to remember past lives. Children are the best ones to study. I mean, there's, like, mm-hmm. extensive studies been done on children specifically. Right. Um, because... There's no way a, a kid has, whether they want to call it cryptomnesia, which is like when you know something and then forget it and then think you realize it later. And Good like, word, oh, Ryan. I have all this stuff, right? So, <laughs> anyway, so like kids Busting don't, out the kids don't $10 have that. Word. Kids don't have that like life experience where they may have picked up a different language a- along the way a little right. bit, you know. So, uh, kids to me are the ones who really prove all this stuff. Yeah, I can uh, agree with that. In the existence of it all. And like Especially in a major, in a big major way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, okay, so keep telling us because you have a lot of crazy stuff that <laughs> even starts with the childhood. Um, yeah, so eight years old, I did my first healing. And then I was always just kind of drawn to, I don't know, philosophy and, and different ideas on life. Like <laughs> Grimm's Fairy Tales was my absolute favorite thing. I loved this kind of like dark lesson. Ooh, this is also and, Libra. Well, okay. But, I mean, but yes, but but you know, like Libra loves like the good and bad being weighed, but um, as we're not just going to skip over the healing details, are we? <laughs> <It's totally true. laughs> I want to hear about like an eight-year-old healing someone. Oh, yeah. Or well, something. It was, it was such a simple thing for me when I was eight. It was, it wasn't something that I really even thought about. I used to always stick stones and marbles in my belly button just to deal with my own stomach aches. So when my, when this happened with my friend, it was something that just, I just did it. 
I didn't even think about. Oh, it. this was the uh, this her the having her period. period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. But, okay. But yeah, tell us more before her period actually came. Oh, okay. It yeah. Off. Keep telling us your timeline while. though, because even as a child, Aslan was getting exposed to some really cool stuff. Yeah. Um, I found these comic books and I started reading all the. Uh, what is it? Odyssey, all the Homer's tales. So I started reading about all the Greek gods and goddesses and all of Shakespeare. I was just completely fascinated with all of this stuff. I was raised a uh, Mormon, mm-hmm. like very, very, very devout Mormon, um, big family. <laughs> yeah. Really, really yeah. big family. And that's such a, an oppressive thing that I always, like it's something that it I can forget. be. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I always forget that you were because you feel so free of it, you know? <laughs> yeah. And not like, cause you know, I know a lot of Mormons and a lot of ex Mormons right. and it's like a pendulum where they swing one side to extreme mm-hmm. to back. Yeah. And you'd never feel like you're swinging. You just feel like you're, oh, well, I, I did. you're swinging. Oh, I did. But, you know. <laughs> I was all over the map. <laughs> yeah. But it, you feel feel like, you know, that's far behind you now. The more yeah, I definitely have a little bit more peace with it. Um, I did meet a shaman that like instantly pulled some some of that uh-huh. out. She just told me she was an ex-Mormon. I was like, Bleh. I verbally <laughs> vomited all over this woman's feet. I felt so bad. Wow. But she brought it right up and right out and, and showed it to me, which is good because yeah. being aware is the best thing because then you can actually change something and create your reality yep. versus being a victim of your emotional circumstance. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, so I had four older brothers. I was raised Mormon, and I was just, I went through this really heavy phase of, okay. I'm a girl. That's so cool. Uh, So if we have to be married and have kids to get to heaven, who's God's wife? What's my role? I'm confused. Who, who am I? Yeah. What am I supposed to do? I've, I know I'm supposed to like go to college and make money and be rich and then I can have a family. Oh, wait, wait, I'm a girl and I'm supposed to cook and clean and get married. Wait, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Who's God's wife? Yeah. I really want to know where she is. <laughs> That's a really funny question because I've never thought of that. But the idea of, you know, you have to get married and it's like, well, God's not married. Yeah. Well, like, and everything or, in the universe is coupled. Yeah. Like, where's his huh. match? Like, what what's going on here? I just wanted to know how I fit into everything. So the philosophy got heavier and it got deeper. And then I found at like 13 years old, I found Buddhist monks and sat down with them and they gave me a book and I started reading through this Where book. Where would you just find Buddhist monks at 13? I know. I love that she finds these comic <laughs> books that are all about Greek deities and everything and mm-hmm. then just finds Buddhist monks. Were you monks. like on I mean, a trip they, or you were out walking this, around? Um, I I was a little bit of a troublemaker and I had hopped on the bus, <laughs> skipped school, made it into Portland, Oregon, downtown by the Saturday market. <laughs> and they were there in their like orange robes and were talking with people and just you know, spreading the word. This is the thing too, but like people carrying a certain light in them. Cause I told you the story before about how they would always come up. They'd always come up to me on the subway platforms. Mm-hmm. Like they're always drawn to me. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, we think we find these things, but these things are being, being brought. Yeah. yeah. We're drawing them in. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so I, I spent, God, a year and a half, I would go back and visit these guys all the time. And I would just sit with their book and I would read through the book. And I did the same thing that I was taught to do with the Bible. Anytime that I felt uneasy or unrest within myself, I would 
open it up and I would kind of find a page not realizing that I was intuitively drawn to the energy and open it up and I would read something that would apply to it and calm calm my soul. Um, and sh during this time period, I actually found a book that was the philosophies of Plato and Aristotle. And I started to realize that I was more of a stoic philosopher. I believe that everything comes from within me. And if I want to change something. I want to change my reality. I can adjust something inside me. You are such a philosopher. <laughs> Your reaction to things is always philosophical. Like I've never yeah. seen you heated even about things that I would be like burning down the, the house happens. over. <laughs> yeah, but you but you it have happens. a very philosophical approach like naturally. Well, I try to take responsibility because mm. if I don't, then there's something outside of me that can control me, harm yeah. me. And I spent so much time as a child mm -hmm. kind of in that situation where I felt completely helpless and that just wasn't a place that I could stay. It wasn't a place that I could stay. Yeah. I was um, sexually abused mm -hmm. as a kid and that for me, that feeling of helplessness yeah. and being stuck was detrimental. I literally um, tried to commit suicide for the first time at nine years old and continued to try until I was about 16. That is so, so fucked it, up. It was during this time period where I found the Buddhist monks and then mm -hmm. this book came to me that I kind of started to be able to peel apart the levels of control yeah. that this person had kind of programmed me with and was able to kind of take it back. Yeah. And Aslan, didn't you block that out for a long time? Oh, yeah. The, yeah. yeah. I've spent, um, I have, have severe PTSD. Um, I've had like full regressions where something triggered me and a repressed memory will come out and I'll spend the last one. I literally spent like four days as a suicidal 13 year old at wow. like... 31. <laughs> wow. Um, but these are, these are common effects to people that have been some type yeah. of survivor. I, I talk about my experience uh, on here occasionally and I, I suffered for two years and I can tell you verbatim the first time it happened, exactly the words we exchanged and everything. Uh -huh. And then every single time it would start, I blacked out. Every time yeah. I blacked out. It's a protective mechanism. Yeah. It's a strong one. Yep. And it's it's good. The, the thing with repressed memories is it only comes out once you're capable of handling and reorganizing the information. Yeah. So anytime, like when it happens, you feel completely helpless. Because mm -hmm. if you're anything like me, oh you, you regress back to that age and you have to pull, like yeah. physically pull yourself out of that procession. Yeah. Really, it feels like a funeral procession. But um, once you do, just coming out of it, it's it's always meant to happen then. Yeah. It's always meant to happen. Yeah. The first time I hopeless. Yeah. The first time I worked with Sarah and she saw the <laughs> the stuff that was keeping my heart chakra from being reignited. Mm -hmm. Um, she saw the abuse and she goes, No, nah, it's not it's it has nothing to do with you anymore. You've you've already healed from all that. Yeah. And I said and, and she even said she said, You blacked out, you you protected yourself. It was it's yeah. all your dad, you well, know. And that's one of the best things a survivor can hear because <sighs> when you get sent to therapy or you go to these groups, they tell you that everything about you has been a product of the abuse. Wow. They tell you that your sexuality is a product yeah. of the abuse, your personality, the music that you like, everything is a product of the abuse. So just being told mm -hmm. that you're you've you've healed it and dealt with it is yeah, Amazing. I know, like, period, I know. Period. Well, and it, it, it changed because um, we had some problems in my family where when I came out, I uh -huh. think I was 30 or 31 when I told everybody, uh, they were all just kind of okay with him still being a part of the family. 
like a baby rapist. And that's the journey that we are still on is me always saying, never say his fucking name to me. And this is something, this is my self-respect contract too, is dealing with people who won't respect me. You know, these are my family members. Right. Um, And they are... Again, that's common. It's very common. Most most people in those situations never have anyone that comes forward to actually stand up for them. And it's it's almost always a family member or a very, very close friend. Yeah. It's never. Well, I can't say never, but very randomly. Is it just a stranger that was passing you by? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's it's been very interesting for me. Um, you know, because this is like a different, I think that this, that's all part of my self-respect contract. Mm -hmm. Like I've survived sexual assault and sexual abuse. Um, but it's, it's, I have like a very different dealing with it. Um, and now that it's changed into something else where now it's part of like the struggle I have with my family, I'm like, but you said to me one day and I apply this every time I, I get triggered every time. And I hear you saying it. You actually texted it. You said, oh, you're still taking things personally. Yeah. And them, <laughs> them wanting to find a place for him in the family and accept him is mm-hmm. their own, like, depravity. It's their own lack of love herself. And it's their own, like, well, we'll accept this because if we don't have this person loving us, where will we get love in the right. outside world? So, yeah, but taking things personally, I really, you probably, probably only said it to me one time mm-hmm. and it never leaves me. Right. Well, and it's one of those things that I try and remind people that when when someone comes up to you and says, I fucking hate you, pardon my language. <laughs> no, you can. It has that. nothing to do with you. Yeah, it, it has nothing to do with no. you. This is a conversation that they've been having in their own head yeah. that you either have something that they want mm-hmm. or you're capable of doing something that they can't allow themselves to do that <sighs> they want to. So they they kind of lash out and attack you. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what someone says to you. No. It's it has nothing to do with no. you. <laughs> I want you to keep telling us about your stuff, but I definitely I know that it sounds like we just went off on a weird um, tangent mm-hmm. about sexual abuse, but I want to get you talking about Persephone and Hakate after you keep introing all your stuff. <laughs> just keep bringing her yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Aslan, but I, we also have a story where I was obsessed, obsessively trying to crack the code on Joan of Arc and my guide said ask Aslan and Aslan knew and yeah. that I want you to tell that story too but um <laughs> yeah the, you are you are when I, I read you recently uh-huh. and um then Hakate showed her face through mine at yes, you yes. and Hakate vetted Aslan too before <laughs> she let her in the temple but um I love the stuff that I saw it it's I keep reading these women now who and I, I told Aslan I was like you're some kind of leader in this whatever the world is changing like you're one of the the leaders yeah yeah I, I don't even know what that is yet I honestly I don't either I just I've when I first kind of started this journey later in life when it kind of came back around and said, you can't live your life as a normal person. It's just not going to fucking <laughs> yeah. work for you. You need to go ahead and step out and just be who, who you're going to be. Um, it just, it, there's so much stuff that kind of came up and I used to have nightmares about me getting on stage and being like, Hey everybody, let's talk about sex. Yeah. Wow. It, terrified I would wake up like sweating and crying because it was natural for me and the whole crowd was like yeah wow I don't want to do that that's funny and now now it's very different like yeah the stuff that we talk about you you've inspired (laughs) me um so much because I did lock down 
like, sorry, I'm burping. Um, but I, I did kind of like detach from my body. I locked down mm-hmm. my sexuality all year. Yeah. And part of that, I think, is, well, you can go into your Uranus opposition a coward or you can go in a fucking lioness. Right. So recently, your influence on me has been so positive. Even today, like, look how fucking sexy I dress right? for you. You know what I mean? I was Gorgeous. like, yeah, thank you. <laughs> and that's like, that's your presence. I had this friend when I was, when I, I told the story last week about Pan mm-hmm. and um, her name is Lynn Philistine. If you've ever seen the tour of Spamalot, you've seen her. She's Lady of the Lake. She's a phenomenal musical theater actress. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Um, and she's Sagittarius like me. And she's always used sexuality and confidence. And when men flirt with her or, or give her, you know, attention, when it would upset me, like trigger me, she mm-hmm. would just soak it in and it would, ma- and I could see her get bigger <laughs> and stronger and then get weaker. Like they would give her their oh. energy. And I actually thought about her this morning. I, this is a weird story. I was going to tell you that started my day. They're testing the fire alarms in my building and there's a sign up. I thought, and it's like the fire alarms will go off. Well, no, they're going door to door. So, I'm sleeping naked and um, I wake up because my dog is shrieking and I jump up and there's a strange man in the apartment and I don't feel fear anymore. So I, I, I mean, Kate brought it out of me recently, but I was just like, I'm holding my boobs and I'm totally <laughs> naked and I'm saying, what is this? And he goes, oh, the fire alarms, fire alarms. And I said, okay, I said, and, and I'm, I'm holding myself and I go, go out yeah. and, and I'll put clothes on. And yeah. he was mesmerized he could not move his yeah, body he's in, a, he, he's in a woman's apartment yeah. unannounced and meanwhile my yeah, my so super is wrong with this. yeah exactly <laughs> my super and his wife are staying behind now keep in mind i'm doing like really potent sex magic in there so right. i almost don't blame him because it is a, a different atmosphere that i've created in there right now mm. but he could not move so i had to take i'm holding both my boobs i had to take my arm and put it across my boobs and use my other arm and say get out i'll be right out right point at the door and he's like oh okay okay yeah. i put on my bathroom i open the door and this the super and his wife are kind of giggling they're like sorry you didn't see the note and i said yeah i just didn't understand and i was just mad i wasn't mad and um he's standing behind them and there's like a fire marshal guy marshal guy with a clipboard and the guy who was in my apartment is saying mm-hmm. she's just so beautiful she's so beautiful <laughs> and 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 i was like okay okay and uh <laughs> he, now i can tell you as i'll tell you and the it's man's not perspective okay. after this. It's not okay. I, but at the same time, I wasn't, I didn't take it personally. Yeah. I was, but the old me would have been fucked up. And instead today, yeah. you Triggered see how I'm dressed. Weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I walked out of my apartment with power. I wasn't like, is he going to come back and hurt me? No, he's not doing anything I don't want him to so do. That's so funny. You know? right. Like the, him like being out in the hall, just being like, he's, she's yeah, so it was like, like hit in the head. sometimes <laughs> as a man, you will reach a phase where like all, all logic and yeah. reason are gone and you can only utter thoughts in your mind. Yeah. <laughs> like, and he was, he was verbally, he was, them. you got him to that place yeah. where he's just like, I just, I, I just, I, just so I, don't, I, don't I mean, I couldn't even get him to walk out. It was crazy. That's pretty um, funny, And it was yeah. weird too, because last night they were telling me like somebody was going to be in my apartment the next day. So I was like tidying and I was like, who's coming? I'm going to be out all day. I don't know what this is. But it was all nice and clean, which is my number one concern. Is is somebody going to see a mess in my apartment? No, that's my first concern. If they see me naked, it's like almost I'm not. I don't care about my naked. I mean, I love it, but I don't care about people seeing it, I guess is what I'm saying. Okay. But so after that happened and um, I texted Brandy and she's like, fucked up. And I was like, yeah, right. And it is fucked up because like, get out. I shouldn't have to take a hand off my boob to point at the door. I'm saying words right at you. And this apartment is small enough 
enough for you to hear me very easily. But um, afterwards, I just, I didn't take it personally. And I did let it empower. I mean, I guess I did in a way because I let it empower me in this way. And I was thinking mm-hmm. about Lynn. And I was thinking about how you are in this category of friends for me too. Like, I, I and I know this because... You know, we were hanging out just like a little bit. We're hanging out a lot more now. But when we were hanging out just a little bit, Mm -hmm. whenever I'd be around you, I could feel this intense sexual vibration. And it was always like (laughs) shooting off like sparks in different directions. Like you didn't have a a, a sphere yet. It was just like going everywhere. Mm -hmm. And now you've like put it, you know, like what is the movie where they get their magic, some superhero where they make the ball with their hands and then they shoot at people. They throw it at people. It's like that now. Your sexuality (laughs) is like all condensed. But turn them um, into cannons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> them yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But okay, so I interrupted you again. Keep telling us your. Uh, were we at fourteen? Where were we on your timeline? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Four, You'd become so, a Stoic philosopher. Yeah, yes, yeah. I was, I was seeking my spiritual help now from from Buddhist monks and from uh, the writings of Plato and Aristotle. Um, and I had a necklace that had the four directions. It was a Native American Cherokee necklace. It had a compass and it had the animals for North, East, South, and West. So I had started drawing this everywhere. I would draw the nautical symbol and then I would draw the animals and the different elements and symbols. And I had passed by a bar. Keep in mind, at 14, I was already 5'9", <laughs> very tall, slender woman. Gorgeous. I looked much older than I was. Um, and I saw these band members carrying in their equipment. So I walked up to them and asked them if I could help. <laughs> Carried the equipment in, sat down, ordered a beer. Uh-huh. And on the napkin, I started drawing the four directions. And just as I was kind of finishing the last little symbol, the last element, this woman comes up to me and clearly states that she's aware that I'm well under age and asks me what I'm drawing. And <laughs> in that order. <laughs> right. And this woman, her name is Sienna Newcastle. Um, she is now a licensed sex therapist. Wow. Um, and she is uh, the person that kind of took me under her wing um, and basically initiated me into uh, her, I want to I say pagan church. I know there's better words for it. Yeah. Um, but they, you know, meet every year and I don't know. Yeah. That's amazing. I, there's a lot more to well, that. <laughs> and then, and then, what was the, the okay? When I tried to explain, because Aslan might be teaching a very special class that will require a bit of a vetting process to get into yeah. at Crooked Path. Mm-hmm. Um, when I tried to describe what you do, what was the gist that you told Popey that day? The like, wasn't there like a Crowley thing? And you've studied, you've said it so many times, and I can never remember your whole spiel. Well, the the like woman that I studied under, she actually wrote American Tantric. Um, so you can look her up. Of course, you, you can, studied you under can, her. Right. <laughs> and her mother, her name was Nima, and she wrote Ma- Magic, which is a self-initiation book. Um, and yeah, the the everything with them kind of descended from Crowley and the Hermetic Order. And they have their own little way of doing things and initiating people that makes them unique to themselves. And yeah, that was the the initiation that I got was very 
intense into this very, very and old And weren't you like 14? Magic. When yeah. you were initiated? Yeah. Yeah. I was with her from like 14 to about 17, 18. You are one of the few people, when I ask you a question, you never say, I don't know. Like <laughs> she, your knowledge of saints, of what this means, of like Aslan always knows it blows my mind and it does feel a little bit like you channel sometimes like I you're do. totally plugged in. Um, what was the other thing I wanted she, to ask? She taught me how to read energy in a way that was still a self-initiation process, mm -hmm. but to the extent where she just brought pieces of how all of it worked to us, but she helped us do it in a way that all of the pieces just kind of fell together. Wow. And I understand the workings of energy movement in a different way than most people, than most people do. Yeah. And again, it comes from that same space. It's something about the body and the soul and the way it emanates outwards. And, and you do remote work where the other... Oh, after I saw Parasite and my fucking solar plexus was blown, right. Aslan worked on me from afar to get me right. I mean, I felt like when I walked, I felt like my whole body was detached and jerking. Yeah, like, I felt a, so... There was a chunk. Yeah. Angela was just doing a physical impersonation of, uh, of her walking. Broken which, robot. Which, yeah, like one of those car salesmen, uh, or like the car lot, like, blow up. Yes, yeah, that's what it, that's what it felt like. Uh, well, one... Okay, so the other night... And this was crazy, too, because there's a little Renee tidbit. And I can't wait for you and Renee to meet because this has been my year of, like, goddess witches. I am... I, and I, I say this all the time, like you, well, and you know, Sarah first, mm -hmm. but then like I met you and Renee and it's just blown the blinders off. Like anything is possible. And also by surrounding myself with people like you guys, I'm not, I'm not afraid. I'm right. open to everything happening. Um, but so I had just read this woman. I, I went into the crooked path. There was, um, she turns out to be a, a pop star. She's really amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't say who she is, obviously, but just famous, just whatever, no big deal. But, um, <laughs> NBD, NBD. But, but a really strong, badass woman and her mother, um, had passed away and her mm -hmm. mother is very aggressively, uh, working to get forgiveness, but her daughter was, was not. Uh, giving her forgiveness So mm -hmm. I told her All the things she needed to do She wasn't She just thought her mom Was like trying to kill her So I tell her everything And the whole time The mom is in the corner Of the room And I told Aslan this too I was like That yeah. woman wanted to get In my body she was like, let me talk, mm -hmm. let me get in. And I was like, mm -mm. which I don't think I've ever, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. like, it's just that easy for some people to be like, keep a, a spirit out of their body. No, thank you. I wish you guys could see Ryan now because we got a finger up in there, wagon. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> sassy with a ghost. Well, then afterwards I was a mess and I went to Target and we got on the phone together. Yeah. Like I was eating bags of snacks in the aisle because I felt like I was going to faint. I I slept until 11 a.m. that day and it was 9 p.m. and I felt like I was passing out mm -hmm. um, and you could yeah. feel it. Yeah, she was draining her energy. Yeah. She was still trying very, very hard to get in, but yes. she had connected. She had connected and rooted to you, but mm -hmm. she still wasn't capable of getting in. No. Um, but she was feeding off of the energy so was, that she could make herself more material so she could come forward with whatever. Yep. She was eating messages. me alive. Yeah. I got home and I got her out and I was like, I was so beat and I did I did just the basic cord cutting my salt scrub 
what did you feel her? How's yeah, that? she's still trying. I know. To come I know. Forward. I she talked to her today. Up. She. I knew. Mm-hmm. I fucking knew, and I should have charged double for this, but it's fine. This person and I have <laughs> some really great workings coming up. But um, um, and I also I'm like, come on, come at me, bitch. I'd like a challenge. You know, like try to get my body. Let's see what you got. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I no. believe. I you believe I'm challenged. Fiery. Sometimes uh, I've noticed well, uh, then, the year we've known each other. It's just a it's a little game. fiery. Yeah, yeah. and oh, I oh. I have to say too, I like her. She did shush me when I was about to say she was. I'm, I will, I'm not allowed to say it again. Okay, so anyway, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, um, Renee gets back off of her cruise, and now she is mm-hmm. completely incommunicado. They have no internet, no phone, and she calls me from the airport, and we're just like screaming and so excited to talk again. And she goes, "Hey, what happened to you Friday night?" And I said, I don't know what. And she goes, I was getting all these uh, distress signals about you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit, that's the night I got an attachment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she goes, yeah, it was really bad. And, and and she said, you feel okay now? And I was like, yeah, she's still around. But it was amazing because yeah. you could feel her. Mm-hmm. Renee could feel her. Like the connection that I have with you two is so precious to me. What a... <laughs> and I think I've talked about this. I had these um, Myo Inestel Plus, these vitamins, these supplements in my Amazon cart oh, and yeah. I was going to buy them mm-hmm. and I was like well, I don't know if I need these for hormone balancing meh, meh, meh. and you sent me a screenshot I never even talked to you about it you sent me a screenshot of you, of yeah. exactly the vitamin and said they've been yelling at me for you to buy these yeah yeah it's anybody who's gluten free uh-huh. it's really good um, it's just something that's missing in your diet because we're gluten free but it helps mm-hmm. especially for women balance our hormones yes and it was the first step for me that actually opened up my sexuality and actually gave me a sex drive. I have uh, an autoimmune disease and about three years ago, I got really, really sick. It had been a long process, but it finally compounded mm-hmm. to the extent where me being asleep and not being who I am and doing all yep. of these things that constantly gave me this like line of stress just had to go and yeah. had to be cleared out. I and, wish there was a study about autoimmune disorder or diseases mm-hmm. and the heightened psychic abilities and empaths because there seems to be uh, a a strong connection. Yeah. There's a big link to childhood traumas too. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah, it's that's been right. studied and documented. We are naturally more sensitive to all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I can't handle um, our synthetic fragrance. Oh, I was telling you to get the yeah. thing out of your car too. I was like, oh, you got to get that air freshener out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I can tell when it's toxic. Yeah. And then meanwhile, like essential oils and things like that, I'm, I'm pretty much fine with. There are a few that trigger me, but they're, it's not that the fragrance, it's something that it's like whatever the effects of the fragrance are is what's right. triggering me. Um, but so when I was in Target and slowly dying and I just went in for cat litter and I was probably there for an hour, oh, yeah. just like <laughs> going to sleep on top of my oh, car. I could hang out at Club Target all day. <laughs> it is a good time. It's a good Especially, time. Especially, you know, like you go through the clearance stuff. My cousin's having a baby. They have beautiful baby clearance. Yeah, it was yeah, just, they do. I was so slow moving. And um, um, I I said to her, I was like, hey, I just remembered because it was the night before they had said when I was because I'm reading Mark Twain's Joan of Arc and it is fucking me up. I'm livid and I don't know why. And the whole and the whole time I'm like, source doesn't care who has a crown. So mm-hmm. Why would this girl be put? Why martyr? Why burnt alive? Why? This is bullshit. And mm-hmm. I knew it was not a real like it's not like the Jesus martyring. It was a different martyring. And they said, ask Aslan. And I was like, yeah. oh, not even like ask Renee and Aslan, not even ask Sarah. No, it was you specifically. So I'm in Target dying a slow death. And I said, hey, they told me to ask you about Joan of Arc. What do you know? And 
you told me the craziest fucking story yeah. that I can't wait for you to tell right now. Oh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a, a healing client, and I'm, I, I don't want to give away too many details yeah. about it, um, but she had become very ill. Her self-worth, her self-value had gotten so low uh, to an extent that she was physically... Oh, God, I don't even want to go there. Um, yeah, it's bad yeah, what was she, happening to her. She physically. was very, very unhealthy. She was physically unhealthy at this point because of that self-worth and that self-value had mm-hmm. come so low. And she had had this really intense urge to join the military and to just go put herself in the way. Um, her drive, it was something that just kept turning over and over and over for her. And when I was doing her healing on her to help her recognize and see herself as her kind of grand design, the way that she's supposed to see herself. Um, When I was doing it, I found as I went deeper and deeper, it kind of hopped and took me to her past life. Um, Her genetic memory literally took me to this past life when she was Joan of Arc. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, And she was basically had this, curse put on her because she was someone in the community that was very, very beautiful that people would listen to. Mm -hmm. And she came from just the right position within that community that people would follow her. So this kind of curse was put on her to get her to do these things, to get her to go out and lead and put herself in this position. And it was just a very kind of old, uh, I hate saying this. I feel like I'm going to go to hell right now. Ah, no, you've never lasted uh, a minute. <laughs> well, I'd probably have fun, but... <laughs> You'd be on a throne by the time Ryan and I got there. I would be. <laughs> Most likely, yes. Queen of hell. Complete succubus down there. I could see this for you. You're a Libra. You could rock that. Right? <laughs> um, so, yeah. No, it was... Uh, the martyrdom itself is a very, very kind of old... I don't want to say pagan ritual because it was actually stolen and taken over um, by Catholicism. If mm-hmm. you look at all of their saints, they were all martyred. They were people that were murdered in their faith. And feel free to talk some shit on Catholicism. It was a, plenty. Yeah, it was a sacrifice. It was a blood sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And that's what she was. Yeah. And... and um, uh, wait, what was that thing I was going to say? Oh, so you said, you told me it was um, French royalty and the mm-hmm. Catholic Church did yeah. it together. And then I'm talking to Greg at Crooked Path, who is phenomenal. Um, and like, what are my new dearest friends? He's double Libra. Mm-hmm. And um, I've had, I'm like being uh, orbited by so much Libra energy lately. I love it. it and maybe that's the part balance. of the balance. Line. Yes, <laughs> I needed this. Um, but so Greg told me, uh, Oct- and you are one of you is probably going to pick this up. October Friday, October thirteenth in mm. is it fourteen fifty three? Could I remember a date? Maybe. Um, they the Knights of Templar they rounded up the 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 French uh, the, the aristocrats royalty and the Catholic Church rounded up all the Knights of Templar, which I have this bizarre connection to that I've talked about. Mm. I didn't know, but um, when my uncle just like randomly booked us uh, we went on tour the Knights of Templar in uh-huh. Tomar Portugal the castle all my journeying that I'd been doing there were so many significant things right. it, and then now that's my journey point is I go to that castle um, but they rounded them all up and they were they were torturing them and killing them mm-hmm. and getting them to, to to confess to things and then they'd take back the confession right so um 
that was part of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the, the Knights of Templar, and um, I'm sure somebody will correct me if I'm wrong, uh, were were protectors in general, mm-hmm. but they, I believe that they came and developed from the early Rosicrucians, which was a development of the older kind of pagan religions kind of coming into, not completely into Christianity, but yeah. slowly developing and kind of adapting to their environment. Yeah. If you have an occupying force that's going to use children mm-hmm. to fight their wars, what yeah. are you going to do? Oh, if they go down, if they go and cut down all of your sacred spaces and yeah. force you to build cathedrals, what yep. are you going to do? You're going to carve your symbols into the cathedral yes. to worship. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us too when you were over there because Aslan brought me a souvenir back. I love it. She brought and you knew which one I was going to pick. She shows me these three little things. One is Virgin Mary. One is Saint Christopher, and one was who was the other one? Maybe. Do you remember there were three? I can't remember the third. And you said, I already know which one you're going to pick, but pick. And I, and then I was like, oh, because I knew which one I wanted. But then I was like, tell me about these. And and you're just oh, Michael. blah, blah, blah. Oh, it was, was Michael. Michael. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and then you're like, well, St. Christopher helps you walk in the other world, but he might have sex with you on the astral plane. Totally. <laughs> and I was like, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so when you were over there, you said when you would go into the all the different Catholic um, yes. T- yeah. Tell us about that. I was uh, in Rome for work and I had enough time to just kind of go and wander the city, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't wander very far. So mm-hmm. I had to stay within a couple of miles by foot. Um, so I just went into all of these different cathedrals, all these different old cathedrals. And there was a couple of them that were just the second you walked in, you could smell the like graveyard. You could smell the people that had been buried underneath. I can't remember the the specific name for it now, but just walking. The catacombs. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, just as I walked in though, there was a massive crowd, but there was only like six people in there, but the church was filled with spirits that were waiting to be called to do something like they were indentured servants in the afterlife that they were tied Fucking to Catholics. these places slavery on yeah the... it was crazy it was crazy and it weren't you able to crowd. set some of them free while you were there um, <laughs> <laughs> that was a different church and that was the like martyred saints they had all of these paintings of these saints but they had them almost it reminds me of like a death mask where they had them, their faces morphed into something else, but they were showing just the most grotesque versions of their death. And it was everywhere. I mean, this entire church God, such was filled with they it. Are. Yeah. Even Christ on the cross is but Christ on the cross. Their energy, <laughs> their energy was tied to the paintings. So I released their energy from the paintings. Okay, so tell us what was the church that you went into that had the best energy? That crazy pagan place. <laughs> that was actually a Medici church. Um, they were the ones that kind of decide that started the like loan and not barter, but the loan system. Uh, because the church had so much money in order to gain more control and more power, they started taking the money that they had, the different wares that they had and and loaning it to people and charging interest. They were, um, they were kind of seen as like the mob. They were kind of seen as the mob back Uh then as they kind of rose to power because they 
they didn't necessarily come from a noble family or from royalty or anything like that. And they just worked their way up in the church Hell and yeah. started trading out their, their daughters for titles um, oh, and bred right. themselves into power in Europe. Probably a lot uh, of earth signs in that yeah, family. They were, they were <laughs> known. One of the bishops was known for parading his uh, mistress and being very sexually affluent. Um, wow. Which was very looked down on at the mm-hmm. time. So they were definitely seen as like the mob, but it had the best energy and it even had like the most beautiful like statement about love and light on the front of the oh, church. Right. You said that. That's yeah. amazing. Of course, the pagan church is the one that yeah. feels the best. It's so funny because we have talked about this and Ryan said this to me and I, I don't think I'd ever seen it this way, but you went like back in the day when we first shit on Catholicism on this podcast, you were like... <laughs> They tell you they withhold they make everybody withhold sex because they know sex is empowering. They know that it's it's where the power comes from for a lot of people well, for well, pretty much everybody. And it's it's still a practice of shaming people to disassociate from their body. Yes. Period. Our bodies are they're our vessel. They're meant to carry our soul. They're meant to teach us. They yeah. are not meant to be yeah, destroyed, it's almost like apart. Yeah, it's almost like another way to calcify the pineal gland is to turn off the pineal gland. <laughs> yeah, and then but, <laughs> but the irony there too is like you know no condoms, no no birth control in Catholicism. Oh, right. That's why Catholic, even younger Catholic people still have like just a boatload of kids, right? Because they it's the uh, the rhythm method. Oh, as they say, um, but it's <laughs> so effective. Yeah, right. And so uh, they don't want. So it's weird. Like so, like when you do do it, it's holy to make child. Yeah, you know right. what I mean. Like every and it's just like, sacred. come on, man. Yeah, like I think we got enough of those kids. I mean, it makes sense nowadays. We're like, don't use birth control. We need more of us because uh, everybody's uh-huh. leaving because they're all paying um, for these stupid churches. But, but I do know, I do, I have known Catholic people who mm-hmm. were living fucking saints. Uh, like mm-hmm. my all four of my grandparents oh, who, yeah. were, who were all dead. They they did the religion the right way. Right. Um. I mean, they you know because they understood the like the 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 philosophy and what was at heart at yeah. the heart of the religion as opposed to you know becoming embroiled in all the machinations it, of it it really doesn't matter what your avenue is if if it's any type of religion if it gives you some type of peace or a way to focus your heart and your mind there's nothing wrong yeah with and there is christ energy in catholicism i also believe that a lot of things are powerful because we are powerful mm-hmm. and when a bunch of loving people put their love into something other loving people will feel the love and be drawn to it right you know there's also um what is it the keepers did you guys watch that series about the priest Uh murdering nuns oh my (laughs) god (laughs) it does make for good television oh my god these that's and they just were like no that's cool just don't tell anybody we're just gonna move you around oh you molested another kid totally fine we'll just move you around which we we all know so we had one of those guys at my school um at my church and uh he was never allowed the church building was connected to the school building in my oh, grade geez. school and like he never he was the one priest who never came over to like talk to the class mm-hmm. uh, all the nuns did and other priests would and it didn't make sense like it did I didn't realize it until later when the news came out I was like oh that's why that fucking yeah motherfucker Not- strip modern never whoopsie gave, you must another gave kid up, came over right. to, the go class. to this neighborhood it's only 10 but, miles um, away yeah mm-hmm. but I think also too I think what's interesting is the the idea of like the Christ energy at the mm-hmm. heart of the teachings seem to be that like no the church is inside 
inside of you. You are essentially you yeah, are God. Beautiful. We all are God, you know. And then it's like, no, 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 no. We we need to. Mm-hmm. How do we make money mm-hmm. off of this? Yeah. And how do we control yep. people, right? But how to make it culty. I'm interested to know, like, so at 17 is when you stop working with the the monks. Yeah, 17 or 18. And then you get into the. That was. And the, then you go into the Stoic. Yeah. Well, that was. Like, oh no, 17 was, was 13, with. Uh, 14, 15, 16. Or you were initiated. Yeah. Okay. 17 was when when I started um, my learning with with my friend Sienna. Um, yeah, 17 until 18, um, or 14 to 17. Yeah. I'm just so excited. So I'm confused. And Renee had, I, I had like people around me who were, you know, very fear-based. Uh, mm-hmm. And I didn't know until recently that nobody was really seeing anything until I was born. And then the shit came alive. And I just thought our whole family was haunted, you know, but mm-hmm. it was my presence calling it all in. Right. Um, but... I loved, we did the girl boss reading together or oh, yes. the readings together. And I, we sat next to each other and you are such a, a good, clean, precise reader. Uh, <laughs> Aslan would take a timeout, cut cords, like meditate for a moment before she'd let somebody else come over. And I'm just sitting there throwing cards around like, yeah, next, whoever, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then I leave and I'm exhausted and I have to go eat like a giant meal. And then I went to a wedding and I ate more food cause I'm not, I'm letting everybody eat me. Yeah. Um, but you read by touch primarily, right? Well, um, I, that was something that I was doing. I don't necessarily need to do it anymore. Mm. If the person is being extremely reluctant and pulling their energy back, I will ask them to allow me to touch them. And that that if I can hold their hand or something along those lines, then I can feel their energy. But that's when they're like, I want to do this, but I'm scared. And they just shut all of their yes. doors. Once we have the physical, the physical connection, then it opens back up. They can't keep those, those doors yeah. kind of closed. We've talked about that. Um, Renee and I talk about that on our, on our other podcast. Yeah. Um, but like how hard it is to read somebody who's afraid or right. trying to be combative, who doesn't believe. Like, for sure, what are you even doing in front of a psychic? Don't waste hours. Well, that's time. a common, that's a common theme in parapsychology as well. I mean, if you, if the, the person giving, administering the test, trying mm-hmm. to discover telepathy or ESP or anything like, if they don't believe, Mm-hmm. And yeah. they set up an environment of, you know, trying to prove something wrong. The results are always much more poor. Yeah. I'm, is, has there ever been a time where you're just like, oh, fuck. Like, I don't need to be reading this. Or or this is like, like or something like either dark or really powerful has, <laughs> I just has saw two guys who haven't had sex with each other yet the other day in a reading. I got so hot. And I was like... The, this person is concerned about um, a person that's been falling in love with for a while. But I kept mm. seeing them fuck each other in the ass. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and it was like, you guys, it was like porn. It wasn't like from afar. Like right. I was right up there and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I had to keep pushing it out. But it was also hot. I'm into two hot guys having sex. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but like I told him, I was like, I keep seeing you having sex. And he was laughing. He was thrilled to hear that. Um, but yeah, what if I mean, that's maybe the worst thing I've seen. <laughs> and is it bad? I don't know. What have you seen? Um, you know what? I, I get so much information that that often I just kind of push it out and don't want to do it. I've 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 had something similar where I wanted to really tell this straight woman that she was actually going to be a lesbian <gasps> and in love with her best friend. Oh, wow. And I had to just sit there and be like, okay, well, you have to come yeah. to this on your own. Yep. I can't. I clearly can't. She won't hear it if you say yeah. it. Has there ever been it. someone that like you've, you've had to decline reading? 
Um, you're like, oh, I'm not supposed to read this person because for whatever reason. Not necessarily. I have had people that I gave them my card and then turned around and was like, God. Oh, wish I didn't do that Whoa. and then have the car fall on the ground and kick yes. it under a table. <laughs> <laughs> that That's has happened. <laughs> so powerful. So with all of these different like modalities or, you know, it's like very multidisciplinary almost mm -hmm. as someone might say, mm -hmm. um, with all these different things that you've studied since being a child, mm -hmm. like what would you, if you had to, I don't know, explain to someone like right now like where you're at with you know or describing yourself like what would the what would be the I descriptors hate, if you had to do that myself it's difficult right that my my favorite saying that i've had lately is i've been telling people that i'm unisex i'm for men and women just in general i like them both they're yeah. great they're wonderful people i support women i support men whatever um, but as for the rest, I have no idea. I hate, I hate it. I You're hate in labels. a transition right now too, though. That's really exciting. Like, yeah, that and is true. your energy is good for my energy because I put, I put all my, I feel like I put all my stuff underground for a while. Like my feelings. I'm unpacking it. I'm like talking yes. it at people. I'm like, hey, yes, that's where I am now too. Doing? Well, man, I mean like you invoke pan once and good luck putting it back in the ground. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, what was the thing I wanted to ask you? It was, oh, okay. Let's talk about Persephone and, and Hecate. Okay. So when when you were when you came to Crooked Path that day, we were hanging out. <laughs> it was so much fun, and uh, I I gave you a reading, mm -hmm. and you saw Hecate show. And I, I have I haven't seen her face that I re that I remember. I mean, she she showed me her face, but it wasn't like it wasn't like oh here I am. It wasn't this like mystical thing where she just kind of like appeared and in the corners she like had a huge grin and just flew at me. Wow. Right out of you. Oh, I'm so happy. And it was kind of funny because I was, when you're doing the reading, I was talking about inadvertently my intentions because I had, I'd been drawn to this song and I had been in this oh, yeah, kind of difficult, right. like love position with somebody. Um, and they had left me, they crossed a boundary and I was just for weeks, just mulling over it, just wanting to like slap him around and I had this song that came up and I had inadvertently with my intentions had kind of cursed this person and it was at that moment that you you told me that she had been telling you to curse someone and I reiterated that I don't do that I don't practice black magic I don't curse people because mm -hmm. it will come back to you very quickly <laughs> in the most interesting ways <laughs> but I had I had inadvertently I haven't done it yet. I'm still feeling my... I'm transitioning. We'll see. Well, let's go back through yeah. the tape and hear all the times you said... No, okay. Anyway. I'm so. brewing right now. Yeah. So. so I was talking about inadvertently cursing this person and the song kind of reiterates, you, you know... Uh, it basically says, don't say my name, scream it. It's telling this person to basically fall on their knees in front of them. Yeah. And, and you told I me and singing this song. And I was like, what are the lyrics? Yeah. On accident. <laughs> yep. <laughs> on accident. Cause I was just really drawn to it. And it was when we were talking about that, that she just kind of, she didn't show her face. She like grinned and just fucking flew out <sighs> and came right at me and just pushed through. I pushed through yeah. me. I love, um, just to segue, because I do want to keep talking about Hakate, but um, I was in Ikea with Brandy, and um, a song was playing, and it was right after my breakup from the beginning of this year, and um, 
I was he- I was hearing something in the song, and it's this really good song, and it's like it's an old New Order song. Uh, I forget what it's called now, but um, I pulled up the lyrics and I said, and I looked at them, and it was like I went cross-eyed, I couldn't understand them, mm-hmm. and I handed it to Brandy and I said, "Tell me what the song means," and she said. She goes, it means I know you love me and I can't handle hearing it. And that is exactly this. The person who broke up with me can't love himself. And I would never have lasted. I have love mm-hmm. to give. And he yeah. wants people who won't give. He wants a mom who already pushed away the love, you know. He um, wants a, he wants safety. Yeah. He wants a safe position. Yeah. He, he doesn't wants, want to love someone. He I, wants to just yeah. spend time with I someone. I had someone very, very, very special and, and tied into my life for over 10 years that had the same thing. They would have these really intense, intimate relationships with people that they, they didn't know because that was the safety in it. Yep. I just saw an orb behind you when you said that. <laughs> they were like, wink. <laughs> well, I'm interested in... So, Hakate grins and flies at you. It flies through me. Flies through you. Mm-hmm. So, now is... Now, is this a relationship you were seeking out? No. But no, you no, no. had... I've, I had been yeah, hearing your stories, mm-hmm. Angela. I've been listening to the stuff that you had been telling me. And um, when we went to her temple, when we went... That was a few stairs, minutes after the reading, we went to the temple. Right. Because I had already been wondering... I've, I've been telling her, you can call any deity, but do you want to? Because yeah. deities in general are like an emotional script. If you want to learn something or embody something, you you would call the deity that kind of plays out that emotional narrative that you wish to learn. Yeah. And it's very easy. You can do that. But I mean, even if you do invoke Christ, he was crucified. Yes. Good point. <laughs> really good point. He was turned, you know. So you have to, you really have to look at the storyline of these deities and what they are. And I had been just paying attention and and telling her don't 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 do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Be she texted me one day it. and she's like, "Have you invoked Kakate yet? How's that going?" And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, "I'm still kind of just like we're dancing around each other, so we're still flirting still." Right. Um, but then we go up into the temple, and the energy is so it was, heavy. It was. It was extremely dense. It was mm-hmm. very powerful. Um. But I knew at the same time I kind of had this conversation with the energy in the room as to whether or not I would be allowed in without accepting in the deity mm-hmm. um, because that wasn't something that I was necessarily prepared yeah. to do um, and asked if I could come in as uh, a support feature to yeah. what you're going through. Um, and it was kind of at that point that I was given a, a an okay to go ahead and enter the room without giving some type of homage or yeah. something. There's something it. about that room. Last time I was there... I, did, I spend very little time in that room. Mm-hmm. Like you're in there playing with a baby snake. You're like, look at the snake, right? Look at. I'm like, I'm not <laughs> snake and I. We I'm not supposed special. to be. I'm not supposed to be in there right now. You know. Oh. So, you know yeah. so you can yeah. kind of like that temple. Yeah. And, and I know, I know. But th- when I'm in the building, the temple is sucking me upstairs all the time. It's always like mm-hmm. get on up. Come yeah, on, I have to go in every single every single time I go. I gotta just go in for a minute and just be like, I love you, I love you, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and she is really great. Even just like feeling her in my home where um, I don't think I've seen her yet maybe just journeying I've seen her but I haven't seen her like move through my right. home and everybody the, um, Renee and I want to see Scarlet another witch at, at Crooked Path they've seen a, mm. a hooded figure moving through there right. before and I for sure saw her that day well if, if you 
just Google her and look her up oh, and yeah. look for the statues of her. She is still recognized as a light bringer. She yeah. always has a torch. She was someone that showed the way. She yep. was the some someone who saw Persephone get abducted and and subsequently raped and married into hell and all yeah. of that stuff. But she was also the one that again took the torch and helped was it Diana? I think Diana's Sir, Persephone, Persephone so. back. Yeah. And then while she was in hell, she's like, you know what? I kind of like it here. And then she timeshared and she mm-hmm. would spend time in hell. Mm-hmm. She would rule hell. She would rule above yeah. hell. Like just she was an advisor fearless. to Persephone. Yes. Yeah. And then you sent me this really great article that I should post to our Facebook because it, it's it's it a is, lot it's of dense. Hakate. But it's yeah, very, very dense. And um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that with the Persephone to Hakate. Um, the, the information, because again, I look at gods and deities as this emotional line, this emotional script, this thing that you can embody or learn about your human existence is embodied in your deities. And the more I looked into it and I kept reading and I kept reading and I got to the bottom and I realized that there were these uh, certain areas where they saw Persephone and Hecate is the same person. And it kind of, I got very heavy because I was, I was already getting a download of information just walking into that room about women and men and the position of women and how the two interact and how we're, you know, coupled. Yeah. I right? saw a how cri- tied. crystally orb behind you when your spirit guides was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just got this really kind of heavy information about, Hakate being the transformation of a child and abuse survivor and what this person embodies the light that's kind of she's very seen as being very dark and hooded and shadowed and but you really look into her and she she falls in love with all of these things she's a protector of of the dark of dogs of animals and she really kind of cares for these things and if you've ever been if you've ever been an abuse survivor, any type, physical, mental, sexual, yeah. any type, there is a part of you that gets so dark and so heavy that the only way out is to move completely through it and to start <sighs> to bring that torch, to bring that light. So I I really feel like the two are an embodiment of that transition, but she's also a script on how a woman can bring her power back. Yes. You had so many fucking orbs come alive while you said all that. That is, that's the biggest takeaway for anybody listening. That is for me the biggest, the biggest message I've gotten in a long time. Yeah. And the, you know, even like to take it back to like sexuality and hot women and just owning like our fucking amazing bodies that are beautiful. I mean, there, I don't care like where you are on the spectrum, who you want to have sex with. Like mm. a woman's body is stunning. A woman's body is special and beautiful. All of them. But, um, when I, my favorite thing, and this is, I believe part of being an abuse survivor when like the Kill Bill movies, when mm. I see a, a hot woman, and I just mean like a confident, I mean, I do like it when they're glamorous and their hair's done, you know, whatever. Then they have boots that have heels on. I love that. <laughs> but it doesn't have to necessarily be hot. But when I see just a confident, strong woman kick ass physically, mm-hmm. it is my happiest place. And those are my <laughs> happiest films. Like I live for it. I will see. And I'm going to go see Charlie's Angels. It probably sucks. But three hot women. Oh, let's I'll do go it. With you, yeah. We'll go to IPIC. They have a special cocktail too. <laughs> Perfect. It might yeah. be great. It might, it, it might be great. Fun. I hope so. We need good lady movies. Where well, Elizabeth strong. Banks made it. I forgot. So now I've just blasphemed. It's going to be great. I love her. Okay. 
I just wanted to remind you of that. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. There was an important message from you today, too. <laughs> and it was Elizabeth Banks presents a film. Uh, <laughs> I really want to work on a project now, uh, Joan of Arc, tell a different story. A different I want a version. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know in what form yet because I'm st- I want it to be the accurate, but right. I, I don't know how I, because Mark Twain's book is beautiful uh-huh. and she uh, talked freely about the Fae and her village and she was an advocate for the Fae and her village. So oh, she nice. already, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and um, a priest drove them away because they showed themselves accidentally again. They told him, stop it. We don't want, you know, fucking priests like the snakes from ireland <sighs> yes yes oh my god yeah but i wanted i got to figure out now i'm like is this joan of arc part of the thing i'm supposed to be telling like because her story mm-hmm. beautiful charismatic manipul emotionally physically manipulated by evil right and unable to protect herself also when you're just a young girl and you have the fucking church and the the whatever the french people were into at the time mm-hmm. i mean it's it's amazing. I don't know why more people don't talk about Joan of Arc because it has blown my mind my whole life. Right. And only recently it's in the light. What blows my mind too is being able to talk to someone who was Joan of Arc in the past life. I mean, that would be... But of that, course, that would be so intense. This, I feel like this whole year is uh, like my crossroads meeting, all my crossroads meeting. And you and I have so many messages. I feel like our lifetime together is just going to keep doing that. You know, I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> I really do. I really. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I love hanging out with Aslan. It's so fun, too, because I never had friends who saw the stuff I saw. So I was always like the kid at the slumber party, freaking everybody out, <laughs> telling them the stories, being like, do you want to see a ghost? Because I can call on in and then everybody would be screaming and crying and half the kids would have to go home and the mom would be mad as a witch (laughs) yeah yeah um i was one of the kids that you probably would have scared i was (laughs) the one that like my family members were doing bloody mary in the mirror and i was running around outside the house screaming i love doing bloody mary but bloody mary always i never saw bloody mary but it called another shit you know yeah it's not doing it i'm not even sure i remember exactly what bloody mary was it's when you stand in front of the mirror in the dark and you say bloody mary three times oh so it's like candy man kind of but blood yeah but bloody mary yeah okay and then so. she shows herself. i'm pretty sure at this point your listeners if they're in the dark standing in front of a mirror it's gonna happen <laughs> we'll, just also, we'll just all say it once let's go around in a circle <laughs> and also i don't know if i talked about this but i said uh, so this was crazy timing brandy was over um this was the day i went to halloween horror nights and um i had put two mirrors across from each other two mm-hmm. cabinets in the bathroom and 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 I'm getting ready and the one comes crashing down. And the crazy thing is mm. the this giant mirror hits a porcelain sink, hits the wall, doesn't break, doesn't even get... It was crazy. Fantastic. And I didn't tell you about it. And then out of nowhere, you offer up this information about how you put two mirrors across from each other recently mm-hmm. and they started talking. Yeah. It opened a portal. Yeah. And I was going to say whatever it was that tried... To, the mirror didn't break, correct? Yeah. That there's a good chance that it didn't get in whatever was trying oh, good. to come through and knocked it over. 
still might want to check. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm always pushing stuff out. Like, yeah. probably every night I have to push stuff out. Yeah. But then um, you told me that, and I said, that just happened to me. And because it, and yeah. it made no sense that this thing would come crashing down. It was mm-hmm. mounted to the wall. Something um, came through. Yeah. I tried and, at and, least. And when Brandy and I are together, too, like, because she's one of my my most intense soulmates, mm-hmm. I think that that always spikes things a little bit. Like, a lot if of I, energy in the room. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, to go ghost hunting with Brandy, I feel it would be very productive. Um, but so... I, I said to you, I was like, but the energy in the bathroom felt so good. Oh, it, yeah. It, it doesn't now great. that I moved it. And you said you were like, yeah, it's going to feel great because you're standing in a portal. Oh, yeah. The energy is like, <laughs> it's warm and fuzzy. Yes. Everything feels like, it feels almost like if you could walk on air, you could just at that moment step on the air and start yep. walking on it. Like it's, it's thick and electric. Yeah. And after I did it, I started like, I, I turned the dial back up on like my girliness where I would like do my hair mm-hmm. and do my makeup more. Mm-hmm. And because I was standing in this amazing space that like brought out this joyful inner child who wanted Perfect. to get pretty for every day. Yeah. So I moved That's it. That's a great thing to it's, channel between two mirrors. Yes, <laughs> right? I moved it just a little bit. Mm-hmm. So now the mirrors only have a glimpse of each other. Okay. And it feels yeah. So different. if I already have a mirror on my ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> and you take a hand mirror to your genitals. <laughs> well, this has been uh, this has been really fun. Um, obviously, there's a lot more stories to tell. Oh yeah, I feel like, and there will be more stories yet written uh, that will be uh, hopefully told. Uh, so, I my latest manifestation, and I got to get it in my subconscious and quit talking about it. But I'm just gonna say it one more time: I want to start a coven with you, with mm-hmm. Aslan. She's mm-hmm. air. I'm fire. Renee is water. We need a psychic witch earth sign. So if mm-hmm. anybody knows anybody, she better in the greater Los be Angeles area. Or he. <laughs> I'm open, especially if it's a gay man. But <laughs> Oh, that might be really nice, actually. So yeah, in the Los Angeles area, willing to travel or move for this position. It does not pay yet. <laughs> sure, we'll find a way to make pots of gold appear between us, but... Yeah. Yeah, this is my fantasy because you are a potent, like, miracle. Okay. You really are. When, when it's supposed to happen, it's going to happen, and the right person will arrive if we're going to... I'm not... I don't know. The yeah. Coven, the witch thing, oh. whatever. Again, labels. Not like I, the I don't craft. Aslan and I like, just saw the craft at, yeah. at Alamo. But but if we have the right people come forward to do doing bi-monthly rituals and yes. things like that. I want to do that. Fantastic. Well, we are going to eventually be hosting those. Did I already tell you the weird story about Alamo, the manifestation that I did that day? Did I tell <laughs> you about this? Perfect. This yeah. was I don't think I did. Can I tell it real quick? This is the Alamo Draft House yeah. that we're talking about. The Alamo Draft House, which um, I don't like when people are like, that place is my church about a bar or whatever. I don't like that. That's stupid. It's well, You know what? It's just cliche. You can say it. I'm just being fucking picky <laughs> because words are my life. I mean, you do talk about this place more than I do. almost it any other place. Fun. It, it is, is very so fun. fun. Yeah. It's so fun. I was going to text you and be like, do you want to go later tonight to see anything? Um, which, I don't know, we can talk. But um, <laughs> so I said to Renee that day, I'm going to see the craft with Aslan. And they have somebody hosting like a witchcraft thing where we're going to dress candles and mm-hmm. blah, blah. Yeah. And I said, I am manifesting next year. You and I are doing this stuff that we are getting in there. We're doing witch stuff. And it's going to happen before that. I, I think so. I've too. got like a three to six month timeline. Oh, good, good, good. So check this out. So we go in there. And at first I'm like, 
podunk ass witchcraft, you know. And no, <laughs> the person, Ash was her name, right? Uh-huh. The person who was doing it. So yeah. you just she went was... in hating. Pre- oh, is that what you're saying? Negative. We got yeah, the I different guess so. colored candles there and some glitter. There was the first things we oh, yes, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. Like, okay. And, 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 but okay. then she did have a chart of runes, and we, yeah, I did. was like, let's not read it, let's pick each other's. And we actually did feel our way yep. to the correct Perfect. runes. And mm-hmm. later, Aslan went back and double checked everything. I haven't lit, I'm lighting that candle. Yeah, I did a whole reading on it tonight. But yeah, you did. Oh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. D, D, D. Left and right. No, mine's pink. It's not going to be. It's not red. But anyway. Um, I don't know what the fuck that just, <laughs> just I was pointing at my face when I was saying D. <laughs> I am definitely ready for a sexual relationship. Again, oh, you were talking about D. D, right? Oh, eggplants. Like, <laughs> I was like, egg- <laughs> I heard D, 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 D. And I was like, wait, wh- what? Dungeons and Dragons all yeah. night. Well, when I hear the letter D, I usually think about like Five double D's. D's. Oh. Oh, right on. Those are great too. Yeah, those yeah. are great well, too. So then look, there's a part she two has to Ellen already. Thanks. Well, I wish they're C's. <laughs> I think you need to be refitted. No, I don't know. There's C. <laughs> well, I'm always into having my boobs measured, so sure. But um, so then <laughs> I know a firefighter who could come over. My <laughs> girls are he out all over, the time. He was Wait, already over there. I do. Oh yeah, the firefighter. Wait, um, you do know a firefighter who could, who oh, measures? Yeah, who can measure boobies? He works. Oh, yeah. he, he moonlights at Victoria's Secret. Oh, you know what? That is a hot, hot. Uh, romance novel winner. You guys know I ghost wrote like a bunch of romance novels. Mm-hmm. We should talk about that sometime. <laughs> um, but so then the Alamo Draft House, um, I say this, I tell Renee, oh, so that person, Ash, comes up to us mm-hmm. and she sits down with us and she had oil from the Crooked Path. So I knew she was a real witch. And I said, you know what's funny? I came in here poo-pooing this and then I see you have Crooked Path and that, now I know you're a real witch. And she had mm-hmm. like a pentagram ring or tattoo or something. Oh, yeah. She, yeah, and she's real. She's the triple goddess. Yes, that's mm-hmm. what it was. And she had really great energy and I said I told her she was like oh so what do you do and I was like oh we're psychics but I'm a big girl I want to and she's like oh and then she sits down and she says what do you charge would you want to read for Samhain blah 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 mm-hmm. and um, and I was like yeah maybe and I said, you know, it's funny, though, because I started to, to she brought it up. She was like, um, you know, we have do I want to get them to do witch events and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I said, I just said to my other podcast partner today, I want us to host things at Alamo. And she goes, look at you, Master Manifester. <laughs> she called me a Master Manifester. She did. She did. Now, is this is Alamo Drive? Do kids go there? Mm-mm. Gross. No, Ryan. Oh, this is an adult it's only for, movie it's theater. For yeah, it's, it's people. a little bar. Twenty one and up. Serious about their films. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's true. Kind of. I mean, they they do have like certain movies during the day you can bring children to, mm-hmm. but um, I never have seen a child in there. Um, but then there check food. check this out. So then I'm having a dream and. Uh, this morning before I'm naked in front of a stranger and um, I'm at Alamo Draft House and it's a different one. It's not our location, which is because it's the astral plane one, you know, right. whatever. And they're like, but for your birthday, but for your birthday. And I don't know what that's going to be. And they're saying, no, you got to you got to do this for your birthday. Somebody's saying that to me. And I was mm-hmm. with a couple of friends. I'm not totally sure, sure who was there. And I wake up to that, to a man in my living room and to a text from Renee that had come through when I was sleeping and she said um, we got to get on this Alamo Draft House thing. Uh-huh. She's like we got to oh, yeah. we got to contact your people there and let's host events and I was like man I was just dreaming that it's already happening like get it in my subconscious and then I got to stop talking about this stuff. How That's, long ago was was what did you have this dream? Just this morning. Okay. And perfect. that was the text came yeah so. I've been having prophetic dreams for the last like two three nights. Yeah ever since Samhain mm-hmm. 
the stuff just like stayed open for me, you know? Well, it's this full moon. Oh, yeah. It's pulling true. a lot of this stuff through. Um, when you guys hear this, the full moon will be a week behind us, but this is a good moon. And mm-hmm. you said it's full things. beaver moon. Full beaver. <laughs> <laughs> Shaved or unshaved, don't matter. It's there's, full. Just, there's just no downtime when you when you set Angela up mm-hmm. on something like that. Full beaver moon. Full beaver. I am a, sex, I am a like, sex positive bitch. <laughs> and yeah. I try to say bitch as much as possible because I want it to get into everybody's brain as a good word and not a bad word. It's great. I love that I word. feel like that's pretty well accepted. I You've got to so hang too. out with some British people and really test the, the usability. Mm, I'll hang out with some British people. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I swiped through everyone on Bumble last night. I actually got a message. I wish I'd screenshot it. And it was like, well, you're out of men. You swiped through everyone. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you need and to I widen your range. Like, I have like five that I'm talking to. Perfect. That's, I mean, that's some picky. They will regenerate themselves very quickly. Yeah, right. You're so right. New people mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. I, there is no, nothing runs out. <laughs> this is the thing that people need to know. Nothing runs out. You never run out of love. You never D run out of love. doesn't run out. Nothing D-D-D. runs out. D, You <laughs> can play Dungeons and Dragons all night, baby. <laughs> well, let's tell people where they can find Aslan on the internet. Oh, yeah. Um, you can find me on Instagram. You can just go. It's actually a personal blog, but I do post where I'm going and where I'm going to be when I'm doing events. So it's Aslan B. Um, it's A-Z-L-Y-N-N and then the letter B. And it is a very beautiful and uh, sensual Instagram. I love your it's Instagram. It's me. It's just me. Yeah, but yeah. it's so good. And she travels a lot. I and do. you also teach meditation. I do. Very nearby. Yep. Wednesday nights at 730 at uh, Cultivate Meditation in Atwater Village. Mm-hmm. And you do, do you still do one-on-ones with people? Do you still I do? I do. I'm very selective. Mm-hmm. Um, I do require that people are ready to walk through that door. No hesitation. Yes. There is that monetary thing that the person has to be willing to sacrifice a little bit in order to get the information that's coming forward. It's one of the things that I went through myself, even with my illness. I went through years where I didn't want to put the money out. I didn't want to deal yeah. with this kind of doctor or that kind of doctor and just had to suck it up and say, you know what? I, I am worth this and I am important enough to to give this to myself. And I find that a lot that comes up a lot for people that want to come in. They're like, oh, well, I want to do this session for a hundred dollars. Yep. Can I do payments? And it's like mm-hmm. the session at a minimum is two fifty to five hundred, depending yeah. on what it is that you're gonna try and do, because I'm gonna spend an entire day, if not more, because yep. the type of clients that I get, if I get someone who's very, very ill, I get I get, get another Joan of Arc. I get yeah. information about uh, supplements and different things that'll help them. And I I spend days just preparing and making sure that my energy is balanced so that I can hold this door open for you. You had a white orb next to you while you were saying that. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. So a lot of information comes through. There's a lot more behind it than than that little bit of time that you actually spend with me. It, it yeah. can last days. You are a fucking gift, Aslan. You Thank are. You. you. I am grateful that you're in my life. I love you. You're oh, so magnificent. You Seriously. Oh, your orbs are really <laughs> I've never seen this many orbs. I saw yeah. the most with you last time, too. This is nice. The veil will never go away now. <laughs> it never come back. It's now. wide open here. <laughs> it's been ripped down off the wall. Hell yeah. Uh, uh, well, this has been wonderful. Thank you for yeah, thank coming you. to share your stories with us. Um, so, yeah, make sure you give Aslan a follow on Instagram. Aslan B. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can follow us on Instagram at 
Ma- where magic happens? Uh, something like that. Where magic happens. You can find us. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm Rai Singh. She's lovable. Um, you can we find. Can never stuff. Uh, <laughs> it is, this is where the magic happens.com. Uh, yeah, so uh, we're having fun. Oh, and thank you, people who keep donating to Do It in a Dress. I oh, mean, yeah. these girls will not have to be survivors and walk this fucking walk through the darkness. They yeah, can just so thank go you very to school much and that. not be a child bride. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all of you, I am putting it right back out and not just for a little while, like forever. Everybody, even the people who gave, could only get $5, bless you. That is fucking amazing. Thank you. Thank you. That is huge to me. Um, yeah, that's all I need to say. But it's still going on. If anybody hasn't given yet and you're like, I want to get on this. Ongoing. I want to be goddess-like and share my abundance. My dress abundance. should be here any day now. Any day now, Ryan. Any day I now, told Ryan I could borrow one of my dresses. <laughs> they sent me a really big one and I'm like, this could fit, Ryan. Pretty sure we have a firefighter that can fit you. <laughs> <laughs> this has been fun. And, and just remember, this shit is real. 